Uh, so welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming News. <laughs> so this is going to be episode four for our gaming news podcast. I am Thor, and I'm here today with Fat Gamer Jeff and Sasquatch Senpai. And today we're going to start out with talks about more PS exclusives going to PC. Yeah, so along with Horizon Zero Dawn going, um, that game company's journey is heading to Steam on June 11th. I highly recommend it for anyone who hasn't played it. Pick it up, and I'll be picking it up, even though I've played it way more than anyone should have played a short single-player game. Yeah, I've been lazy. I still haven't finished it. And it's a great game, too. Bro. It's like an hour and a half. Oh, wow. (laughs) I have well, it. See, I just like, haven't played it yet. See, I have to. Yeah. I have to do all the side quests and shit. I can't just like run through the game like that. I would probably have a massive stroke and die. <laughs> Got to take your snack breaks. <laughs> no, not really. I I need to do like look through every single nook and cranny and do every single side quest imaginable. Just uh, just make sure your scarf is nice and long, and you're good. <laughs> Your scarf will protect you. Right. Yeah, June 11th for that. Um, probably going to be 20 bucks, I would imagine. Maybe 10 mm. I don't know if they're doing any upscaling on it or anything. But if they do, it'll look absolutely gorgeous, especially if you can play it in 4K or above. Because even though it's kind of dated at this point, it is a very, very pretty game. So that's my homework for you to go play it and finish it. Yeah, like I said, I've got it because it was on PS Plus for free a while ago. So I've got it in my library somewhere. Mm-hmm. My uh, my brother gave it to me for uh, Christmas uh, 2018, I think it was. When he listens to this, uh, once it's out, he's going to crucify me over it. <laughs> was that the only one or was there other exclusives that are getting... Uh, transferred over. Um, I haven't seen any more since I shared this article with you guys. So, okay. but that's just going along with the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and the um, what's Hideo Kojima's Walking Simulator? Yeah, uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding is also walking going to PC. Yes. So those are two very major. Uh, PlayStation exclusives going along with it seems to be more uh, niche uh, indie games as well. Yeah. So how is um, Valorant? Um, well, when I was able to play it, it was fantastic. You were, were you just beta for it or? Yeah. So yeah. you just watch people streaming it. And as long as your Riot account is linked to your Twitch account, you're qualified for beta drops. Okay. And that's just how people get keys. Um, mm. Also, to add on to this, ESPN just had a Valorant tournament over the weekend. Oh, nice. They had teams from other popular games playing against each other, and I think it was an Apex Legend team that won oh, wow. over a Counter-Strike team, which was oh. surprising. So, But yeah, there's, there's already... A classic nerd-off. Major tournaments around it going but it's very fun i enjoy it um it's really buggy since it's in beta and i'm currently running into an issue with their anti-cheat software 
that will not launch when my PC restarts. So it must be wonderful. Play it. Yeah, I have to go in and mess with my registry, and I'm not quite willing to do that right now. So I'm hoping that they'll send out a patch that'll fix it. But yeah, um, if you get the chance, just sit in the stream all night, get a key if you're into tactical shooters like Counter Strike, and you want a bit of Overwatch in it. Nice. I really want to get back to Counter Strike. I'm just so addicted to COD right now. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, um, well, we'll get to that. Actually, let's post up later. Unless we, so, um, Speaking of Call I of Duty, segue into it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a. <laughs> um, okay, first I gotta get this out because I've I've talked to I talked to one of my buddies uh, a few days ago too, and he plays on Xbox, <clears throat> and he was saying he is constantly running into uh, hackers Cheaters. in Warzone, and I've seen a lot of posts about this. A lot I've, there's memes about it. So on and so am I the how am I not experiencing this? I've yet to see it happen. I've seen it happen a couple times in uh, uh, multiplayer. I've only seen it happen once in multiplayer on this Call of Duty, um, but I have yet to see it in Warzone, yet it seems so pervasive. Yeah, I don't know where it's coming from. Um, have you guys you know, Obviously, you're referring that? to Infinity Ward saying they're throwing out some more anti-cheat stuff, mm-hmm. but I have not experienced a cheater at all. Yeah, I in Warzone or multiplayer. I so I very well, rarely every, like I people always yell about hackers and I have seen hackers in Call of Duty, but generally um every iteration of Call of Duty that comes out and you know mind you I'm playing hundreds of matches, one or two every iteration I'll run into really obvious hacking. Uh I think a lot of people just attribute like good skill to aim bots, but from what I'm seeing, like people are watching kill cams and I've even seen a few people post YouTube videos that are like, check out all of my hours of uh, hacking modern warfare. And it's, and people were complaining because those t- videos like that are going out and infinity ward basically wasn't doing anything about it. Uh, and from what I heard, I haven't verified this. Uh, maybe you might know more about it than I do, but I was told, like I said, one of my buddies who was ranting and ranting about it said that uh, they have no anti-hacking software whatsoever, and that's part of the problem. Um, I don't think so. There's always some anti-hacking software built in. Otherwise, it'd be much, much more prevalent because then you could go make your own hack with very minimal coding skill. Yeah, and it's, that's all, I'm like, it seems everyone's acting like it's so pervasive, and I just feel like I've I, like I've played a lot of Warzone now, and I I have yet to see any of that in Warzone. Um, I've never really experienced an aim bot. It is very pervasive. You should see my KD ratio. That's proof that uh, everybody's cheating. <laughs> Everybody but Jeff's cheating. That's right. Everybody but oh, me is cheating. Lord. Oh man, <laughs> and like I remember he. I don't know. I've heard people argue. Um, like just in Facebook and stuff about how, oh, well, I watched in the kill cam and he just went kill, 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 kill from one person to the next. And, I, and I'm and i thinking, I'm like, I, I don't know, that kind of just sounds like someone's really good at aiming. And then I see people post videos, look, this is clearly cheating and someone's watching the kill cam go from one kill to the next. I'm like, no, that dude's just using a mouse and pretty good. Like, I don't know. I think it's the same I've thing. I've seen that's people on controller on. do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, yeah, skill is involved, but sometimes it's just darn right luck because yeah, what are the chances of everybody just aligning in front of you and you getting yeah. to mow them down with a submachine gun, you know? 
and it, I think it's just such an easy thing for people on consoles to blame yeah. a PC player with a mouse or whatever for hacking. Since I mean, oh, but I've seen it on the consoles too. The plants, the platform to hack on is going to be by far easiest PC. So yeah, it's just easier course. to blame PC oh, yeah. hackers on for if someone's but it, if something's not going someone's way. It happens. The most I think I've ever saw it was actually a Advanced Warfare, not Infinity, but years and years. The one before that, Advanced Warfare, I saw. It. Quite a bit in multiplayer, but usually when I see hacks, it's fairly obvious. Like the two most obvious ones I've seen is one, you know how um, for I don't know why they changed it in Modern Warfare, but standardly in Call of Duty, you swip sides on the map for domination. Um, Mm -hmm. And generally what people get into the habit of doing is once they flip the map during halftime, everyone, as soon as it goes, starts launching off all their kill streaks. So it's kind of chaos for the first 10 seconds of a map flip and domination, right? So mm-hmm. I've seen some hacks where map where you just start out a match like that. As soon as the match starts, then people just start launching kill streaks, and that's obvious hacks because no one has any kills yet, so you can't have them. Um, and I've seen one where I've killed somebody and I got the kill. It, I got a hit marker, got the kill, got the points. They did not drop to the ground. They just turned and shot me back. So. I've seen like super obvious ass hacks, but as far as the like aimbot hacks, I don't know. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying I don't think they're as uh, as pervasive as people think they are. I think uh, that they are out there, but pretty rare. I don't know. Um, it's neat, though. I saw that they're going to be instead of just banning hackers, they're going to start just matching them together. Mm-hmm. Putting them all in the same lobby. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, there's a, there's a few other games that have done that before. It's kind of funny. Um, I think Apex yeah, I don't... has done it too. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's became such an outcry. And I've, in the, shoot, I think, like 400 hours in it, I have not seen a single hacker in Warzone or multiplayer. So I don't, maybe I'm just lucky. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've only seen one this iteration of Modern Warfare, and I'm not, I'm only like, I don't know, let's say 80% sure it was a hack. It could have been some weird rubber banding effect from lag. Um, but I know I was in a multiplayer match weeks ago where it looked like someone had some. Every time I shot them, um, like I was two feet away and I would shoot them point blank and I could see the bullet go somewhere else, like it was just deflecting away. But I, there's also, that could be, I have bad internet. That could have been some weird rubber banding thing going on too. So I don't even know if that was for sure or not. Like I said, it's only the really, really obvious ones I attribute to it. So I think people just get mad because their KD goes down and they want someone to blame. Mm-hmm. I'm the PC boogeyman. Yeah, That's I saw it. one that was, That's all it is. Um, I saw a straight up change.org petition to boot pc players from crossplay, and i was like that's so oh fucking God, stupid so <laughs> if you're that worried about it turn crossplay off but well, i can't play with my buddies on xbox oh the world's not your oyster shut the fuck up <laughs> not only that but there are people on pc who play with a controller anyway so how how the fuck is that any different most people in my experience on there because you can see what type of uh, device, device yeah, using, most using. people are using controllers that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. even even people on Battle.net, I see them with the controller uh, uh, icon right next to their name. Yeah. Scrub Lords, a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, put, and this put your feelings, Sasquatch. <laughs> 
I don't give a shit, man. You get better at the game. You won't blame everyone on cheating. Mm-hmm. Here's another segue because there's another thing I've um I've, we still haven't gotten any word on the new Call of Duty. I'm I know it's supposedly going to go back to Black Ops, but I'm one thing I've Not noticed. For this year, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed that's distinctively missing on this one that I miss, and I know I might get some hate for this, but it's something I enjoy. Fuck me, I guess. Um, is there's no loot boxes, and I enjoy loot boxes. I never pay for them. I never need to. There's plenty of ways to earn them um, that I can whore for them in game. But um, so, and I'm uh, referencing then what you mentioned earlier, Sasquatch, or in the list, Sasquatch about ESBR or ESRB adding the warning label for loot boxes. Oh yeah, but that just seems. Um, I mean, it's I, beyond ridiculous. I don't know, like. Hello. Look, I mean, don't leave your credit card attached to your child's mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation account. Network or Xbox account or Battle.net account or whatever account that they're yeah. gaming on their phone. Yeah, I just take I don't... some responsibility. Like, I, I've seen plenty of people argue, "Oh, it's well, it's against adults with gambling habits." Like, if you have a gambling habit as an adult, you're going to be going somewhere and spending money trying to win money. You're not going to be spending money on a call of duty skin or a okay. csgo skin Here, no i mean there have been people who've gone the extreme there was a dude last year uh i can't even recall what game it was on mobile the dude spent like five hundred thousand to a million bucks on loot boxes but because no one's I mean, ever done that money, in vegas but, i mean exactly if he has the money who, who cares what he did with it that's his problem and here's the thing if people are worried about their kids like why the fuck do your kids accounts have access like unrestricted access to your credit card if you don't want them to buy exactly. loot boxes don't let them fucking buy loot boxes if anything um because there's ways to get those uh e- even runescape right has a loot box type thing that would generate a warning for because you can get the keys that give you something random but you get one every day regardless so there's free ways to get it so um, if anything, those not letting them purchase it with real money and experiencing how those work with the free ones they get gives kids experience onto what the dangers of gambling, because most of the time you get fucked on those loot boxes. Right. So yeah. if anything, it's teaching them a lesson safely because they're only going to be spending real money if their parents are letting them spend real money. Um, <coughs> so. And I mean, I get the argument that, oh, we need to put it on the rating so the parents know that that's a possibility. Well, it it shouldn't fucking matter. Like, because I see the argument, oh, well, I want my kids to be able to spend money on that game and be able to ask me to spend money, but I don't want to buy those. So when your kids come to ask you to spend money, like, go verify what you're purchasing with it. Like, buy it for them yourself. You're the fucking parent. You know what I mean? Um, We're just living where People don't uh, want to take personal responsibility anymore for their actions or the awards actions. And... Yeah, some people were arguing with me. I remember this, uh, I think it was like two or three years ago, in one of the face- Facebook groups I'm in. Uh, the host or the admin posted something about loot boxes. And the guy, I don't know if he's still writing blogs, but he wrote a blog about it. And so there was a discussion going on. And I presented that same argument like, what's everybody, you know, bitching about? Why do we need government to regulate this crap? When it's your wallet, you do whatever you want. If you don't want to pay for shit, don't pay for it. So everybody jumped on the gun uh, that the the same crap. Oh, well, what about little kids and this and that? And I'm like, you don't give a kid access to your finances, period. That's all. 
And it's like, if you do want to give a kid like money to spend on a game, I get that. But like verify their purchase. It's just like if you wanted to give your kid five bucks to go buy a little bit of candy or something, you would, you know, if you would make sure you if you overheard them at the counter, like I want to buy a lotto ticket, you'd be like, hey, ho, stop that. You know what I mean? It's no (laughs) fucking different. Observe what your kids are spending the money you give them on. So give yeah, yeah, get them a five dollar gift card. Yeah, like get them a five dollar gift card and then like watch them. And if they're like bump loot boxes, spin them in two minutes. Hey, can I have five more dollars for my subscription? No, you lying little fuck. You didn't use it for a subscription. You use it to buy loot boxes. I don't know. Just (laughs) take those. But that's the thing. People don't want to take the. the, That's called parenting. When I just described, that's a little thing we call parenting. But that's too much work, right? Yeah. I know. I also don't like the argument against them either that kid people spending on because I've played Magic the Gathering my entire life and you ain't got no more ridiculous loot boxes than that. So. Hey, yeah, that's Absolutely. yeah, exactly. Parents have been that's buying their kids like right Pokemon there. cards, Magic cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It's the same fucking thing. Jacks, even people used to fucking like trade their jacks and it's still gambling. It's I don't know. It just seems stupid to me, but I, that's just me. Really? Like ball and jacks type game? Well, yeah, like jacks and pogs and like all that. People, oh, kids okay, have okay, been okay. like playing games and risking stuff and gambling with each other at small ages since as forever. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, now, human now nature at this pogs, point. That makes sense. But I, I never remember anybody gambling jacks. But wow. Then again, I grew up in a third world country anyway. So. But you, you know what people did with pogs, though, then, right? How they how they gamble the pogs. Mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. did similar things with jacks. I was just too poor to be in that scene. <laughs> I could only look they from the outside. Staples from like cardboard boxes and drew on them. <laughs> so new XCOM game coming out. Well, it is out now. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's been so long, <laughs> Jaff. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so called out. Probably not for the last time. No, but, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get at least one more call out, and I'm gonna do it on myself. You'll see. Continue. But, uh, last Friday, uh, XCOM, a new XCOM was released. XCOM Chimera Squad. Um, it's not quite a XCOM three, but they did change a few things in it from XCOM one and two. Um, it's now a mix between humans and aliens, um, and they're kind of more developed. You think of like a, a Fire Emblem. That, that's how developed the characters are. If the characters die in the mission, you have to go back and restart the mission. You can no longer fill them in. They can still be injured, and you can replace them with robots. Uh, the turn-based systems change a little bit. Everyone has their own initiative they operate on. And they have special abilities where they can move up and down, pair with other people, stuff like that. But it's more more of the same. It's more XCOM. It's after XCOM 2, the war was won. There's still like rebellious, rebellious air, aliens fighting everywhere. And you go and try to bring peace back, but um, I just haven't gotten around to playing it, but I'm sure I will at some point. I still haven't played uh, any XCOMs. I just got a couple of them, um, but I haven't played them yet. Um, if you XCOM, like XCOM tactic one types games. I mean, did you ever play Final Fantasy Tactics? Oh yeah, I love tactic games. I mean, you might just like Final Fantasy Tactics because it's Final Fantasy, but if you actually like tactics games no, like Fire Emblem or... Um, uh, I love tactic games. Yeah, no, then it's probably Ogre's a good fit. It's just sci-fi. Did you ever play Ogre Tactics? Uh, I did not. Oh, damn. 
That was a good one. I can't. Was I think it? you meant Tactics Ogre. Tactics Ogre, yeah. Tactics Ogre, Tactics yeah. Ogre. What was that? Was that Super? No. I gotta look it up. I There's one on Super Game Boy as well. Oh, look, it's only 10 bucks. Oh. And speaking of tactics games, there's a Gears of War tactics game as well. Yeah, I saw that. Out. That's so, fucking awesome. I'm guessing that's so, Xbox only. Um, Actually, with Xbox games, they release on PC simultaneously as well now. Nice. Uh, April 28th, so Tuesday, Gears Tactics launches. Wait, can you get all the Gears on PC now? Yes. Oh, thank God. I don't have to buy an Xbox anymore. Fuck. They're, uh, and um, it's cross-play with uh, Xboxes oh, as well. That used to be the only oh, reason nice. I would buy Xboxes was fucking Gears of War. So, yeah. Um, I believe you can buy them. A lot of, the, a lot of Xbox, Microsoft's uh, exclusives are through Steam as well, or they're on the Xbox dashboard in uh, Microsoft Windows nice. 10. Nice. <laughs> More drama with Cooking Mama. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've just been following this because it's this hilarious. Is, yeah, this is great, though. So so tell us how it's getting more wild. How can this get more wild? So originally, um, Planet Entertainment, the company that was initially initially thought to be one of the uh, the Kosh brothers, uh, Bitcoin mining operation fronts in a Nintendo Switch game. <laughs> um, they're not, they're owned by Kosh Media, but they're not owned by any of the Kosh Cash brothers, which if you follow anything or politics, they were buying out politicians a while ago, um, various conservative politicians. And it came under thought that this game was mining Bitcoins, which is why the Switch was overheating and running so hot. Uh, Kosh Media is not related to the Kosh brothers anymore. Um, but it also turns out that Planet Entertainment, who is owned by Kosh Media, released this game without the rights to the, the Cooking Mama franchise, which is owned by Office Create, <laughs> one of uh, Nintendo's kind of partners. So they were initially <laughs> licensed to make a game and released it, but it was of such low quality that Office Create rescinded that offer. <laughs> so they released it nice. anyways. <laughs> beautiful and if there's one thing nintendo does it makes sure that their their companies and the products they release are at least of working quality wow but this one has it is not so <laughs> it turns out they just essentially at this point in time illegally released a game ahead of schedule also wow illegally released a game broke broke many copyrights <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So well, they might Goodness be in trouble gracious. here. Yeah. So I'm sure next time we have a podcast come up, I'll have more on this because it's just fun to follow. Oh it yeah, is. this is great. And um on top of it, this is a this is a Nintendo exclusive franchise. Mm. Um Planet Entertainment was attempting and working on a PS4 port of the game. <laughs> so not only were they going against Office Creates wishes uh, with the game and releasing it a low quality product, they were trying to go against Nintendo as well and releasing it on a PS4. Oh, very nice. So this mama drama is pretty wild if you care about any mm. like IP related issues in the wow. gaming world. 
Drama everywhere. Yeah. So, how about the Chinese government stopping uh, players interacting with foreigners online? No surprise there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised it's honestly taken this long. Yeah, me too. I, I okay. I saw I saw you post this, and my initial thought was they were allowed to before. <laughs> wow. So yes and no. They were able to get some people were able to get VPNs and able to access the outside world. Mm. But now they're trying to get a, a, a stop on it. Um just the games connecting in that manner. Wow. So the games themselves can't connect to like foreign IPs. Mm. Um all Jesus because Christ. of uh because of people posting uh Pro Hong Kong and pro Taiwan messages in Animal Crossing. Wow. And I'm sure other games as well, but Animal Crossing being the the largest release recently where this has happened. Mm. Wow. That's just wow. <laughs> I don't Speechless. know. I, I wish I could be like, what? I'm so stunned, but I'm not. I wonder what their social credit score will be now. Um, I don't know. I'm not there, so I don't really care. <laughs> All right, Jeff, it's time for you to shine. Oh, Jesus. Let's 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 hear about some of the stories you brought this week. All right. So the first one, since uh, we were already in the mood to rub it in my face that we're late again. Uh it's the one-year anniversary of Cuphead on the Nintendo Switch. Was the one-year anniversary. Was. Yes, yes, yes I said was. <laughs> I, I did say was. Uh, because uh, until yesterday, the game was 25% off on the oh. Switch. Man, that would have been nice to know for people. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was already hot from drinking beer, and now it's like I'm... In a cold sweat. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Just thinking about you, buddy. Just I know you are. Oh, so sweet. Uh, anyway, real quick. Um, yeah, so they're celebrating their one-year anniversary, and they did have the game uh, 25% off. And they were also hosting an event in Super Smash Brothers. They had a um, a Mii Fighter skin. Uh, I believe it was a Cuphead uh, skin for the me me fighter. Uh, there was something else I wrote down. See, now y'all made me all nervous. So it happens when you have to bring something to the table, man. Oh my god! <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They um. They also they're also adding a an, an expansion uh, called the Delicious Last Course, and they're adding a new uh, a new character called Mrs. Chalice. Uh, for those out there that don't know what Cuphead is, is a uh, 2D uh, platformer shooter type game. Metroidvania. Uh, or, okay, Metroidvania. that's what they call it now? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, uh, inspired by games like games of old like Contra. And that's pretty much it. The article was really short. And nice. I was really late. <laughs> So, keeping on the Nintendo theme, though, what about uh, your Jump Force article? You mean uh, Super Smash Force? Sure. 
don't know. The article says Jump Force well, Deluxe Edition. No, it's it's Jump Force. It's just it's pretty much the same concept. It's a brawler. Oh, gotcha. uh, where they bring in uh, multiple characters from different universes. Shonen Jump, uh, particularly in this case. Yeah, it's Shonen Jump. Ow. Uh, so you have characters from Dragon Ball Z, My Hero Academia, uh, Naruto, One Piece, Yu-Gi-Oh, etc. Uh, so they are porting it over to the Nintendo Switch. As of now, they don't have a release date for it. I'm looking uh, at this. It says 50 playable characters. Yeah, it says it has uh, 50 playable characters, That's including ridiculous. yeah, <laughs> including uh, the the ones from uh, previously released uh, DLC Battle Pass One. Um, not much else is said on the article except that you know they as of now they don't have a release date for it yet, but. I mean, it seems pretty cool. A lot of people in the comments um, bitching about frame rates and how the game's kind of meh. But, you know, us weebs might enjoy it regardless. Yeah, it's on my list of games to try. I'm kind of just waiting for it to go go under $20 used. Honestly, it's uh, like a... uh, hmm, How to put it? Like a... uh, game really targeted towards anime fans and that sort of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah culture just because the entire cast is yeah pretty high profile anime characters considering they're coming from shonen jump primarily mm-hmm. yeah somebody was uh saying that there's no real justification why uh goku and naruto are in the same universe and they're pretty much equal because they were saying like stories uh like um how was that DC game or Mortal Kombat versus DC where there was oh, some just, kind of, oh, yeah, 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 uh, inju- yeah, where there was some kind of, um, what was interference by the gods that, you know, allowed everybody to be on equal footing so that they can all take on Superman, so to speak. And that they said, there's no real explanation in this game. Uh, to any of that. And I'm looking at it like, I don't know, man. Naruto's fucking like ninja Jesus. I was going to say, so. exactly. <laughs> It's really not, you know, it it kind of, for me at least, when I look at games like this, that's the first thing that comes to mind. You're all going to, uh, you know, uh, cross track in one universe. You're probably all going to be brought down to the same power level for one reason or another. It's like I, I automatically assume it because let's let's face it. It's like watching the Avengers and wondering why uh, Black Widow is allowed to sister the Hulk or, run, run, you know, run away from him when clearly... Like in Avengers One, uh, the Hulk could have just smashed through like the staircase and just eaten her alive, you know. Mm. People, people just can't be pleased. Yeah. I know. Don't I know it? And uh, in Puerto Rico, they say uh, uh, you're looking for the fi- the cat's fifth leg or some shit like that. Speaking of um, Smash Bro ripoffs, did you guys ever play? Um... Oh, is it Battle Royale, PlayStation Battle Royale? Oh, PlayStation All Stars. All Stars, yeah, that was it. PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I did, and I enjoyed it. I loved that game. I wish they would have like made another one of those for PS4. Yeah, they're fun. They're just fun little party games to get together with friends and play with. Yeah, that. Yeah. Let's see. What <clears throat> is well shit? This content isn't available. Oh, okay. Oh, that was the um. It was uh, the uh, uh, the article about uh, the ending of mm. Final Fantasy VII. I was going to cover uh, that after. Huh? 
Yeah, but after I posted it, uh, you mentioned that you were going to cover it, so I mm. figured I wouldn't really go into too much detail since you already played the game and you have better insight on it than I do. Yeah, I was going to do a spoiler. For, I have a, I have a lot to say. Um, I have a lot mm-hmm. of things to say. Uh, I, it's still a little fresh, though, um, and I'm still digging through theories. Anyways, uh, I'm I've, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to do a spoiler-free review um, and mm-hmm. then on our next podcast, I'll probably do an in-depth uh, spoiler-included uh, review at the end of the podcast. But um, as far as a spoiler-free review goes, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I've been thinking about if I were to try and put a, a number out of 10 on it. And it's so hard because it's almost in so many different categories um because i i I have to i'm left that like do i do i judge it as an rpg or as an rpg or a jrpg do i judge it as a final fantasy mainline title do i judge it as a spinoff um all things considered i came to the conclusion of um about an 8.5 out of 10 um Mm. that did not come lightly. I wish I could have given it a 9 out of 10. I really, really loved it. The only thing holding me back from giving it... I mean, I, it's rare that I'll give anything a 10 out of 10. Um, just to uh, give everyone that context, That's it's pretty rare. Um, and I really wanted to give it a 9 out of 10. I enjoyed it a lot. The And... Everyone knows by now this is spoiler free, so I'm not going to talk about the ending, but everyone by now probably knows there's some controversy over it. That has nothing to do with my rating. I'm I'm not upset about the ending. I have a lot of things to say about it, um, but I'll save that for the next uh, spoiler included review. Um, but the only thing that took me down a little bit was the lack of side content. There is a lot, uh, don't get me wrong, and this is why it's kind of awkward for me to judge because I'm like, am I judging it on a, as a Final Fantasy game or as a RPG or am I judging it as a remake? Because if I were to just if I were to just rate it as just, oh, how did this rate as a remake of a game? I'd probably say 10 out of 10. If I were to rate it as how did this stack up as an RPG game, I'd probably say about eight out of ten seven out of ten and as a final fantasy game yeah probably about eight out of ten um and that's simply because there's there's a distinctive lack of side content they there's you know some stuff you can do but here's the thing there's a shit ton of extra additional side content as compared to these areas in the original because that's the thing is there's a lot of side content in Final Fantasy VII, but when you're just in Midgard, there's it's pretty linear. There's not a lot of side stuff going on. So as compared to the original areas of Midgar, there's a shit ton of extra content. But as compared to any other mainline Final Fantasy game except maybe thirteen, there's diddly all for side content. Does that make sense? So, like, if you were to compare it to the original, like, yeah, shit tons. But if you were compared to, like, Final Fantasy twelve or Final Fantasy ten, like, no, there's nothing. And I and I compare it to those because those are also not, quote-unquote, open world. But trying to get a Final Fantasy game to to the PS1 era open world, I think, is a, is a pipe dream that's not going... It's not... 
that's uh, that's a tangent I'm not going to go into. We're not going to see that. It's just not plausible. But um, I think the best we can hope for with our modern age of Final Fantasy games is, uh, what do they call it? Um, area to area open world. So kind of like how Final Fantasy twelve was. Witcher, um, Witcher three is a great example. Of yeah, that. yeah, and uh, there I don't think, see anything wrong with that. Um, because people seem to think that oh well they could still do it. They could do it like Skyrim or something like that. But that's Speaking strictly as a programmer, there's a lot that's that can't really go as fluid, especially with if you think about Final Fantasy games, whether people want to think about it or not, they might have a big open world in the more classic ones. But the storyline has always been pretty linear um, and games like Elder Scrolls don't have as linear of a storyline. So it's kind of more acceptable to have that open world, even in the open world PS1 version games you were still being shepherded quite a bit up until the very end. And then it was completely open world. Um, and that's the part that's missing, but th- there's really, I, I don't know. It's not a big deal for me. <clears throat> Anyways, um, just as a game though, as in JRPG in general, it was very, very good. Um, I like said, I lo- I would have loved to, to have seen a little bit more side content, but at the same time, I almost feel like if they had put more side content in, that at that point it'd be becoming fluff. So um, I think they did good, though. I'd, uh, I've heard complaints from people that it's too long. I've heard complaints from people that it's too short. Obviously, that means that it's pr- met a pretty good middle ground. I did a full deep dive playthrough. I didn't get platinum yet, but I mean, I did all the side quests. Um, I did as much as I could. My first playthrough, I like you said, Jeff, I kind of explored every little area that I could. Um, and I think my final playtime was like 56 hours or something like that. And in my opinion, when I play a JRPG, if I can go through one first initial playthrough with no guides and get all the side stuff that I can see but not spend sweaty time hunting for it, um, if I can come to about 50 to 60 hours, I think that's reasonable. Um, that's pretty standard for a JRPG. The um, the system was really good. Uh, it, I've, I said this about the demo, and now I'm definitely doubling down on my statement. This is my favorite combat, my favorite uh, system, m- mechanically speaking, that a Final Fantasy game has ever done since turn-based. I was always a you know, I love turn-based. I understand why that's not as applicable now. But if we're not going to do turn-based, I think this is the absolute best alternative. Uh, being able to just do an ATB gauge and then fill it up quicker with those small attacks. There's still plenty of room to form strategies. Um, the game is still very difficult. Uh, I played it on the normal version. I haven't played hard mode a whole lot yet. Um, but it, it has a good amount of challenge to it. Uh, the Materia system is fairly uh fleshed out i like it it's there's they added a lot of new materia um, but it all makes sense and kind of goes into that uh, action rpg style like one of the first uh new materials you get is one called deadly dodge and it's an independent materia that makes it so that after dodging you come out of that dodge attacking um and so they have little tiny things like that you know that make it make sense a little more um but it, it went through very well. They they fleshed out a lot of side characters. Wedge is now one of my favorite NPCs in the game, which I wouldn't expect to have happened. But Wedge is awesome. He's one of my favorites now. 
Um, they, uh, That's the fat dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was a pretty minor character in the original, but he, he he's one of my favorite characters now. Uh, they, um, yeah, I, I think they did a good job. I, I'm, I'm struggling for things to say that wouldn't potentially be spoilers, so my next next podcast review will probably be better. Um, but I think if if you're a fan of the original, if you're a fan of RPGs or JRPGs, uh, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy games, this is a good game. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I would say try try to keep your expectations, you know, realistic it's not a one-for-one remake there's liberties taken um uh there's i do not uh believe as many retcons as other people seem to believe there are i think there are maybe some but uh i think people are reaching for retcons because they're just looking for reasons to be mad or (laughs) straight up some of them i've seen i think people just weren't paying attention uh to a lot of the nuances in the uh original um, but yeah, overall, I'd, I'd say 8.5 out of 10. Um, that's liable to change after it's aged a little bit. We'll see. But for right now, I'm going to say 8.5 out of 10. <laughs> and I, like I said, I wish... My hope is that uh, I have a lot of, of things I hope they do with the sequels. Um, I hope the directions, I hope they go, the next parts. Um, my hope is that I can rate the entire series and give it a good 9.5 out of 10 for the whole, you know, three, four, five game set. But, um, for this first one, it's, um, there's a lot to be seen with, with where they go from here. So, um, I, I'm, I do hope they add, um, well, I'll, I'll save that for next time. So Facebook reveals gaming app to rival Twitch. It's not going to be shit. Particularly since this one seems to be just aimed at literal mobile gaming. So. Lame. Yeah, I was suspicious. I don't know. I was kind of uh, salty when PlayStation ended their connectivity with Facebook. That's where I do most of my stuff through. um, Just because it was. I know Facebook well. Um, It's It's. I've done uh, run a lot of pages through Facebook for my business before, so starting a page on on Facebook was a lot simpler. I'm struggling a lot more with Twitch and YouTube. Um, yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, this might be a ni- neat way if they're boosting this up, but I don't really do mobile games. So. I just hope that when PS5 comes out, they bring back the Facebook uh, tying in Facebook to it, so I can live stream on Facebook yeah. and like upload my fucking um, photos and clips and stuff. <clears throat> yeah so this app really you can stream to it on facebook as well um if you have a capture device for a console to a pc but really its primary function seems to be capturing gameplay that's happening on a mobile device as it's happening so which is mobile gaming is really really big in the asian market so yeah, I'm just not in. I don't know. I like Pokemon Go. Um, I like. Uh, I like. Um, I don't know. Um, did, I, that, did I play Pokemon Go? Hard stop. <laughs> I play my Pokemon trading card game on it, but that's really not a mobile game. It's available on all devices. So, 
don't know. I yeah, I just don't. I <clears throat> I don't do a lot of mobile games. There's nothing wrong with them. I just not, something I never got super into because I've always had. I've always been kind of a cheap bastard and just bought the cheapest phones on the markets I could find. So I never really had a phone that could do games. So I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, I used to be like really deep into like battle royales and mobas and mobiles, and then. One day I just say, okay, let me get a match three game and then maybe keep some kind of shooter. And then after Call of Duty Mobile came out, that's the only shooter I kept on my phone. There's also a tactical. That's that's pretty neat. Uh, Not really sure how popular it is out there, but those are toilet games for me. Yeah. Man, you spend a lot of time on the toilet to get those games in. Silence. Yeah, I don't have. Uh, I think I have Elder Scrolls Blades on my phone, and that's it. Really, just until the Switch port's supposed to come out, and then it will be off my phone. Hmm. There you go. Huh. Speaking of Switch, um, I guess you said uh, post. I saw the article that uh, accounts were breached. Oh yeah, 160 million accounts were breached. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, so it's been recommended everybody go and change their passwords and add two-step authentication. Um, it's uh, Nintendo confirmed that their accounts were breached. Ooh, so, thanks. yeah. Um, I went, changed my password, added the authentication to it. I'm still up in the air to see if uh, my uh, financial data on the device w- on my account was stolen as well. So that might be something I got to deal with in the future. Mm. But so far, nothing, at least. Well, keep us posted. I can do that. Let's see. Torchbearer 2nd Edition. Yeah, so Torchbearer is a <clears throat> tabletop game based off of... Oh, what's it called? It's a much... It's by Burning Wheel Games. Um, oh, what's the, uh, let's see, sorry, one second. Torchbearer second edition is a follow-up to Torchbearer first edition, which the, there's a very popular, like, side-scrolling, um, tabletop-esque RPG on PC, and I think it's on a couple consoles now, um, Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon mm. is based off of Torchbearer. Oh, I've heard of that, actually. Darkest Dungeon, I might have. I might even have that. Highly recommend it. It's fantastic, fun, and very difficult. Um, it's very Lovecraftian. Nice. I got to try um, that. It is based off of Burning Wheels uh, tabletop game Mouse Guard, um, which is I think Red Wall but tabletop. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, so they have a, a Kickstarter going for their second edition. Um, if you can ever find the books or anything for first edition. Um, I highly recommend getting it and playing it because it's it's a very hardcore, simple tabletop game you could play. Okay. You don't need much to do it as well. Um, uh, each character only has five. Each class only has five levels. A Torchbearer Two will have ten. That's one of the things. But yeah, it's just an overall upgrade over the original Torchbearer, and hopefully, maybe I'll get like a Darkest Dungeon Two based off of it. Nice. See. Yeah, I saw a Torchbearer, and I was like, Torchlight? And then I read into it, and I'm like, nope. Nope, it is not a Diablo clone. 
<laughs> yeah. Video game industry reportedly has best March since 2008. Well, that's not surprising. I mean, exactly. <laughs> when everyone is locked inside, you're bound to make money if you're one of the ways to entertain. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I especially love uh, a headline also a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if it's somebody actually bitching about it. I think it was like New York Post or something. Uh, people have, have, you know, wasted more time playing video games and doing whatever. It's like, um... Let's yeah. talk about that word. A lot of people are binge watching TV. Yeah. A lot of people are binge watching TV. A lot of people are playing video games. There are reasons out there for it right now, unfortunately. But your entertainment isn't the same as mine, and I don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, uh, my form of my primary form of entertainment made $1.6 billion in the US in March. <laughs> so, whatever. But yeah, $1.6 billion, that's uh, a little over one-third increase over the previous year, so that's quite a bit of money. Mm. That's half a billion dollars extra, a little a little over half a billion. Nice. But the fight continues. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, so your uh, Sailor Moon stuff. Sasquatch said hi. <laughs> I just saw it and I thought it was great. Um, yeah, the original Sailor Moon is coming to YouTube for free. Nice. If you have a VPN, it's it's on Japanese YouTube, but if you have a VPN, which I highly recommend everyone gets one, mm-hmm. uh, you can watch it for free. Solid. Very nice. Oh, final. So I, I looked in more on this because Final Fantasy 12 is half off right now. And I mentioned that because I yeah. know um, we were talking about that before. But it looks like there's actually a, there's a shit ton of Final Fantasy games on sale right now. So on the uh, Square Enix store and uh, the PSN Steam. store and Steam. Yeah, everywhere. Um, so you posted something about Final Fantasy 4 getting an update. 14. 14, yeah. Mm-hmm. Final uh, Fantasy 4. Not sure how I feel about this. Um, I... I don't know. I guess I probably should have read more of the details on this. It, just, it it depends on what they're cutting. So the main thing, the update, they're trying to streamline the original story a little bit because they're getting a lot of expansions out now. Um, and so they're going to streamline the original A Realm Reborn story to shorten it and make it less quote-unquote grindy and faster for new players. It's and I get that. It's just I'm nervous about what they're going to cut out. Um, Final Fantasy 14 from start to finish is one of my favorite storylines out of any Final Fantasy game, um, and so I'm I'm a little. It makes me a little worried, but I will admit that especially in a Realm Reborn, there's a lot of uh, grinding nonsense. There's a lot of uh, fetch quests and stuff that could be done away with, but um, you know, I, I, it's not gonna. There, no one's gonna ask my opinion for which ones are considered fetch quests and which ones aren't. So it's it makes me nervous. But uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, it'll, I'm sure it'll turn out. I'm sure it'll turn out good. Honestly, I think just the Shadowbringers expansion was one of my favorite just games overall when it launched, but. I can see where it comes, where it's coming from, though, because I think that's part. 
of uh, what's taken her so long to get there too was because of how tedious some of that first bit of the story can be. Um, I loved uh, A Realm Reborn, honestly, so far. And mind you, I haven't beaten Shadowbringers yet. My favorite expansion was Heaven's Word. I loved Heaven's Word so much. Um, I, Stormblood kind of dipped down for me. Shadowbringers, um, from what I've seen, I, I think I'm probably going to end up liking it even more than Heaven's Word. Um, but I really, really, really want to try and get all the way through that by the end of next month because traditionally they ought to be, and I know things with the CV shit going on might change things, but traditionally they would they would announce the next expansion this summer. Um, and I want to be able to get all the way through the current storyline before that announcement comes so I can make my own theories and speculation and this, that, and the other thing. And so announcements don't spoil anything and all that good shit. So, um, but traditionally midsummer would be, uh, when they announce it, cause they release an expansion every two years. And then the, uh, the by year, they announce what the next expansion will be at the same time that it would release. So it's pretty much June, July, something's always going on with final fantasy 14, either they're announcing a new expansion or releasing one. Yeah, um, it also seems like they're adding flying back to the original zones too, so that should make it a little bit better. Oh Uh, my god, I saw that. I totally, yes, I've been, and I got why they hadn't done it yet. I'm surprised they even did it because the main reason they didn't was because that's a lot of extra programming they have to add in for the Realm Reborn areas. Because if you think about it, you've never been able to fly up there, so they don't, they probably didn't have textures for the top of fucking shit, and now they have to add all that in, but. I'm really yep. stoked that we can fucking fly everywhere after that. After this update, that's going to be super fucking awesome. <laughs> I've been wanting that for a long time. Yeah, that's one of the things that stood out to me was the uh, <clears throat> allowing the flying mounts and everything on, on uh, those areas of the map. My cousin actually downloaded it the other day, and uh, he said he liked it. So I might try to get back into it as well. Yeah, you should try and get back into it this summer. I'm going to be playing a lot more this summer. Um, Dirt Wizard is going to be picking it up again this summer. Uh, and I think I'm going to start the grind on there again, get back into it. So, Sweet. Oh, and speaking of uh, Square Enix stuff, um, Trials of Mana, the remake launched Friday as well. Oh, how's that? Um, totally that unbiased, but miles better than Final <laughs> Fantasy VII could ever be. Totally unbiased, right? Mm-hmm. totally unbiased it's not my favorite game it's not a, it's not one of the games my favorite game series of all time at all so but yeah um it adds a whole bunch of quality of life stuff over the original it's a i mean the story is intact but it's a full-on remake otherwise yeah um it plays like a third person action rpg it's kind of like a hack and slash you have your basic attacks you have some you have meters you build up for special attacks. There's magic and stuff you collect. Mm. Um, over the original one, there's voice acting now, which is fantastic. They did a good job with that. Nice. Giving the characters, giving the six main characters their different personalities. They're inter- they're intertwining stories very fantastic in this in this kind of manner, rather than just them talking back and forth on a, you know, tiny ass pixelated screen. Mm. There's full on cutscenes. So. Um. I am not very far into it. I am just now getting going to the third mana stone. So I'm not even close to doing a review since I do other things as well and play other games. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
but um, I have been streaming the entire way, and I do plan on actually doing a review for it at some point. Cool. Probably what I've done. So, but yeah, I highly recommend it if you like action RPGs. Um, there's a lot of content in it. It has replayability. There's a new game plus. Um, yeah, if you like having a varied party of three people in your party with six different members who can join it and swapping out different types of magic and different types of attacks and different roles, it's for you. It's also only 40 bucks, I think. So oh, nice. And the remake is on every platform. Um, but there is a a bundle pack on Switch that is Final Fantasy Adventure, Secret of Mana, and Trials of Mana in their original forms as well that you can also get if you want to try it out in that manner. Secret of Mana, that was like that was my favorite all time after uh, Final Fantasy VI. That is indeed my favorite all time game, uh, Secret of Mana. Nice. Did you ever play Secret of Evermore? Secret of Evermore was interesting. I liked it, but it wasn't as good. But it was also completely made by, um, at the time, Squaresoft's American mm-hmm. studio who ported Secret of Mana. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was weird. Very, very similar. Weird ass, you know, Back to the Future stuff going on in it. Mm-hmm. I liked the concept. I liked uh, all the alchemy shit you had to go through and how your dog changes form whenever you go to a different realm. Yeah. I think that is everything. We have a lot to cover because we had a few more days of stuff yeah, come in. But indeed. Hopefully cool, that cool. doesn't... All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, make sure you like and subscribe on our Facebooks, YouTube, Twitch, all that good stuff. Links will be provided. And have a wonderful rest of your day or evening. A little shout out to our listeners out there, especially my little Apex group, my brother, uh, Ray, and my friend, Louis. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening. I just have a shout out to anyone who listens at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, take it easy. Well, I have to be very. Thankful.